Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to the kickoff brought to you by TickPick. I'm your host, Dan Harris. With me is my producer and alpaca trainer, Brendan Tuma. Guys, I said when I first started this podcast that it's really more of an in-season thing, right? So we can react to the latest happenings. We can talk about what my rankings are going on in the week. But we were starting it early to introduce it and so that you guys weren't going to just wake up after the first game and ask yourself why I was just, you know, in your face. But there's not too much to talk about yet. We've still got two weeks till the season. So as we always do, we will first catch up on the latest news. But I opened it up to a mailbag on our Discord, fantasypros.com slash chat. So that's what we're going to do today. Answer a few pressing questions from our listeners. But before we do, let us talk about TickPick and how they're giving away five amazing 2022 season ticket packages to NFL fans throughout the season. You guys know about this package. It is worth $3,000. It takes five seconds to get an entry into it. TickPick, the original no-fee ticket site, they're teaming up with Zip, buy now, pay later service provider to give away five huge season ticket packages for the 2022 NFL season. Every month from now until February, they are going to do a drawing and pick one lucky winner for 2022 season tickets to their favorite NFL team. Again, as I said, each package valued at three thousand dollars if you want to enter just go to tickpick.com slash pros that's t-i-c-k-p-i-c-k slash pros all right let's get started with some news and notes ryan Tannehill was placed on the COVID 19 list the titans are dealing with a mild outbreak right now you've got mike variable you've got ryan Tannehill. you got a few other players now practically speaking this is probably more of a cautionary tale everybody says that Tannehill is going to return within five to ten days and we've got two weeks till the season We can hope, again, that this is just a close contact or something and that that's right. He'll be back soon. But this is a reminder that this is going to happen a lot this year in the NFL. It might mess with your lineups. If you're a commissioner, make sure you add a few bench spots. If you're drafting, draft for depth at every position. I think usually we hammer home running backs and wide receivers. But this year, you probably want to hit tight end and quarterback as well if you can, just so you make sure you're covered at every position. We just have no idea if Christian McCaffrey or Patrick Mahomes is going to be sidelined for any week this year. So again, make sure you expand the way you are drafting to have depth at every position. Raheem Mostert tweaked his back. Not like this. Come on. Not now. Not in practice. Give me a game or something. It's not clear yet if this is going to impact his in-season availability. And for now, I'm not moving him in my rankings. And I am still taking him before Trey Sermon. But I get a lot of questions about whether it's a good idea to pair Sermon with Mostert, and it probably is. Even if Mostert does get the lion's share of the work, he obviously has a checkered injury history. This is Exhibit A. So again, make sure that you have a lot of depth if you are drafting a guy like Mostert, and pairing him with Sermon is not the worst idea. Daryl Henderson will reportedly have a, quote, very big role with the Rams. Color me not surprised on this one. We talked about it, I believe. Yesterday, I just refused to buy that Sony Michelle is being traded to be the lead back in that offense. Henderson is talented. This is something that I will pound the desk about. Go look at all of his underlying metrics from last year. He had high draft capital. He is going to be the guy in that offense. Michelle may steal some touchdowns. He's going to factor in, but I think he's much more of a depth piece, so I'm not running away by any means from Henderson in drafts. Cortland Sutton will, and Noah Fant will not, play in the Broncos' preseason finale against the Rams. Not too worried about Noah Fant right now, who seems to get a lot of hate, at least in our mock draft channel and Discord, but he is ranked pretty much as the seventh, maybe eighth tight end 
maybe ninth in some places, in rankings, and deservedly so. He has a lot of talent. Teddy Bridgewater is going to find him, and the leg injury does not seem like anything that is going to hold him out for the regular season. This is a big appearance for Sutton, however, because we have not really seen him look, I'm going to say, competent on the practice field right now. He's had the big brace. He's had some issues. You've seen all the reports about him sort of lacking confidence and everything like that. Seeing him in a game is going to make me feel much more confident about drafting him when we do drafts, probably this weekend, maybe next weekend. But again, this is something you want to watch closely. Cam Newton returned to practice. This is obviously good. There is still no word on who is going to be the Patriots quarterback. I am still projecting Cam Newton. I know there was a beat writers report that it may be Mac Jones. For now, I'm still expecting it to be Newton. And again, good that he returned to practice after a couple of days missing because of the COVID-19 testing protocol. Saquon Barkley participated in 11-on-11 drills. I admit, even though he's back right now to practicing, because he's still wearing that no-contact jersey, it does give me a little trepidation. Again, we put up, the Fantasy Pros account put up a social clip of the portion of the podcast that I recorded with Dr. David Chow, where we talked about Saquon Barkley. I urge you again to check out the entire thing, but certainly at the very least, check out that clip. It will give you a lot more information on what he thinks you can expect from the running back this year. Kenny Galladay, however, is not practicing as he continues to battle a hamstring injury. We have two weeks, and for the Giants, a little more than two weeks, until the season, okay? There's time for Galladay to get up to speed, but he is missing out on valuable practice time on a new team. And again, soft tissue injuries are never good. So Galladay has kind of been sliding down my rankings. He's in the low 30s right now, so I'm still drafting him as a wide receiver three, but I'm not targeting him at this point. Need to see him back in the practice field. Tua Tonga-Vailoa is not going to participate in the Dolphins preseason finale. This really means nothing except for the fact that I would have liked to have seen what the starting offense would do in terms of the running backs. Because we saw in the first game, Malcolm Brown got the bulk of the carries. Miles Gaskin looked like a secondary back. In the second game, Malcolm Brown barely played. Savon Achman got a lot of work. Miles Gaskin looked fantastic. I would love to see another game with it, but we're obviously not going to get that. So I'm probably going to land where I am right now, which is Miles Gaskin is a borderline RB2, and Savan Ahmed and Malcolm Brown are not really worth drafting as anything other than insurance policies. Javian Hawkins signed with the Titans after getting cut by the Falcons. Nothing really to see here. Darrington Evans is battling an injury, so maybe he can be considered a handcuff, but realistically, he's not somebody who you want to go after in drafts. And the Bears waved Javon Wims. I don't think this means anything, but when Yates saw this news come across, he was like, oh, cool. All right, good. I've been waiting for that. Anything that apparently has any remote impact on Darnell Mooney, Yates is going to go crazy over. As for me, I'm ignoring this entirely. All right, before we get to some questions from the mailbag, you listen to this podcast, so you either play fantasy football or you like quasi-nasally voices with vaguely humorous movie references thrown in. I'm betting the vast majority of you are in the former category, in which case you should be going to Sleeper, because whatever your format, they have everything you need in one app. Incredible commissioner tools and customizations, built-in messaging, support for every type of league, news, scores, all of it. If you guys follow almost any fantasy football analyst out there, certainly Yates, but really anybody, they're almost always playing on Sleeper, and there's a reason for that. It's cool. It's sleek. It's got everything you possibly need. Trust me, just download Sleeper from the app or Google Play Store now. It is totally free. You will love it. All right, let's get to the mailbag here. Start with Ace Jiggy 19. What, quote, side game kind of things can you do 
to increase participation and engagement in your leagues. So there was some follow-up to this in the Discord channel. People had a lot of good ideas. Obviously, you can give weekly prizes, which is something I've done in some of my leagues, especially late in the season, because that really is when people tune out if they are not in contention, but you want them playing basically all the way to the end, at least to the extent it's going to affect playoff seating. You can do punishments for last place, and I think there's a question about that a little later, but that is something to try to get engagement. But yeah, keeping everybody engaged for the whole year is just almost always a losing battle. So little things like that can kind of make a difference. From Cooper MS, a year to man, Dan, thank you. And it does say the man, not the man, which I appreciate. Really tilting with my third overall pick coming up this Sunday. Assuming CMC and Cook go first, who would you take in half PPR formats? You can pretty much flip a coin if you would like between Derrick Henry and Alvin Kamara. I'm going with Henry. They're really, uh, Lauren Carpenter says you could split a hair with the hatchet. I believe that's her way of saying when it's very, very close. That's where I am. I have Henry projected for a couple of points more. I just, I don't know how you fade away a guy who's led the league in rushing each of the last two seasons. And again, he's probably good for a minimum of 10 touchdowns, probably more like 12. I think he's slightly safer than Alvin Kamara, who, again, we just have a few questions about who necessarily is going to be the quarterback there, even though we expect it to be Jameis Winston. So I personally will go with Henry three and Kamara four. At Pigbird, JetFan asks, in a PPR league, would you consider a late pick on Tariq Cohen? Probably not at this point. I don't expect Cohen back for several weeks. And even when he does, I just don't see him hitting the ground running. I think Damian Williams is actually a guy who's probably going to take away a little passing work. When Cohen, when he's healthy, he's going to be involved. But at this point, my guess is if you draft him, you'd probably be forced to move on from him as you deal with various injuries and perhaps COVID situations. So I don't even think he's worth a pick at this point. Rob the French asks, in redraft leagues, when is too early or too late to have your actual draft? The short answer is never. And for the other question is never. I have one league that I do every single year with my friends where we draft at 8.30 p.m. the Wednesday before the season. That's including this year. So what is it? September 8th. I'm going to be drafting at 8.30, ready to go. I have done other drafts where we are drafting over the summer, we are drafting in June, we are drafting in May, we are just drafting. It's fun. Whatever suits you is what you want to do. There is certainly no too late, though. Get as much information as you possibly can. From Tommy Lowry, picking at the sixth spot of half PPR 12-team redraft, I'm targeting James Robinson in the fourth round, but is that too early? Absolutely not. That is a perfect spot for James Robinson. I urge you guys to listen or watch on youtube.com slash fantasy pros, the fantasy pros football podcast that I recorded with Joe Pizapia and Kyle Yates yesterday. That was a PPR format, but I took James Robinson in the beginning of the fourth round and everybody kind of liked that pick where it was. That's a perfect spot for him. They really should, they've got nowhere else to go. That's what I said on the podcast. That's true. Robinson is going to get volume. We've seen him succeed before. There's no reason to fade him. Fourth round is perfect. From Raekwon, what format do you see people playing that you don't really understand the appeal of? I don't get anybody who still plays in standard formats. It just makes no sense to me. I understand if you don't want to go PPR, but there's no reason to not at least go half PPR. I have not played in a standard format in four years, and I probably never will again. From Morbo Doom, with all the question marks around Henry Ruggs, why isn't the Brian Edwards hype train larger? I urge you again to listen to yesterday's Fantasy Pros Football Podcast where we did a mock draft and Yates drafted Brian Edwards and talked about him. 
I look, I, I get that you think that we should be, you know, pounding the desk a little harder for Brian Edwards, but we love Brian Edwards. I mean, he is a sleeper. He's going to be high in our sleeper consensus rankings, which again is another thing that we do now over at Fantasy Pros. I think he's got a chance to really break out this year. So I realize that, you know, I personally like a guy like Rondell Moore. I talk about him a lot, but nothing wrong with Brian Edwards. There's a lot of hype around him. And I think if you've been doing some drafts, you're going to see him go earlier and earlier. From Rafi Baum, uh, what is your favorite food? Also, do you still believe in grabbing Latavius Murray at the end of draft with Tony Jones Jr. being talked about? How do you feel about the New York Jets situation with Carter Coleman and Ty Johnson? All right, that's like three questions very quickly. My favorite food, I answered this uh, internally on our Fans Pros. If I could only have one food, what would it be? It would be a bowl of Special K over and over. I just can't go wrong with that. My favorite thing that I've ever eaten is beef with oyster sauce with no vegetables from Evergreen Restaurant in Queens. That restaurant is gone, but I used to order it all the time. My favorite Chinese food. I'm fine to grab Latavius Murray if you want. I realize it may be Tony Jones Jr., but we don't really know. So until we get more clarity, it's still hard for me to believe that they're going to get rid of a guy like Murray, who's been relatively productive the last two years. So I'm still drafting him late. I'm just probably dropping him down a little bit further than I used to. And with the Jets situation, look, I do think eventually Michael Carter is going to be the guy. But for now, there are beat reports saying that it's going to be a three-headed monster to start. So I'm not targeting any of them. If I have a lot of depth, you know, a lot of room on my bench, I'm going to take Michael Carter. I am avoiding the rest. From Tyson, what are some ideas to enhance the remote drafting experience? Any fun last place punishments? So the last place punishment that I used to do in my leagues is that whoever came in last had to wear their college sweatshirt and take the SATs. So that's kind of now like a thing I think that people do back when we did it, because you guys know I'm like 98 years old. That was like a cool punishment. But again, that's my favorite one. Go take the SATs. Assuming they do, apparently the ACTs are a thing now. I don't know. I can't keep up with you kids. But regardless, got to wear your college sweatshirt and take that test. That's my favorite thing. Finally, from Chef Hunting Bear, how would you restructure your quarterback rankings in a 12-team, six-point-per-passing touchdown league? Like off the top of my head, the answer is almost not at all. Like for the most part, does it change slightly the glamour of the rushing quarterbacks? Yeah, sure. That's fine because again, the passing quarterbacks are going to get six points for the passing touchdowns. And so it's going to take a little bit away from the fact that you get these six points for the rushing touchdowns. I get it. So there may be very, very minor adjustments, but for the most part, not at all. And for the most part, I don't think you move them around at all in your overall draft rankings because everybody gets the same bump, essentially, with the quarterback. So people like to try to find edges. By the way, you're going to find this. People like to find edges with small changes like this, and people vastly overestimate the type of edge that they can get. So for me, six point per passing touchdown, four point for passing touchdown, very, very minor changes. But overall, it really means nothing. All right, that's going to do it for today's show. Thanks again to TickPick. Remember, they are picking one lucky winner each month for 2022 season tickets to their favorite NFL team packages are worth $3,000. Just go to TickPick.com slash pros. That's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K slash pros. And don't forget to check out the Sleeper app. It's got a cool design. It's got everything you can want in a fantasy platform. It is totally worth it. Just check it out. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a wonderful weekend. I'll talk to you again on Monday.